Hello, and welcome to Fantasy Talk Show, a place where heroes come to tell their stories. Our guest today is Audra. He's a snail folk from the overgrown canopy of the Pacific Northwest. We talk about his life growing up in the canopy, his mental connection to other members of his species, how he uses his library of knowledge to help adventurers, as well as his role in fighting the darkness that currently threatens the canopy. So without further ado, Audra. I'd like to start by asking you what your early life was like. Oh, my my er early life? Yeah, childhood, you know, parents. Do snail folk have uh, traditional parent units? Uh, yes. Um, I don't know how interesting of a story that is, but, uh, yes, we, we have, we have parents, we have families and yes, I, I think I had a, I guess what I would consider a normal childhood. No, I guess nothing in particular of note. Do you go to school? Did you, uh, have a mom and a dad, two moms, two dads, three parents, kind of a village raised you mentality? Uh, snail folk can be confusing for some people. We, we can take either part in, in reproduction. So I, I suppose you could define that however you'd like, but we, we typically have a mother and a father role that looks much like others. Um, we didn't go to school, but we, we were taught by our parents and taught how to live and the ways of life and, and how to be productive and, uh, contribute. Oh, taught how to contribute. That's pretty poetic actually I, I kind of i kind of like that i, th I think well, uh, it's a, a pretty good way to take on parenthood and raising and, and that kind of a role uh so let, let me just get right down to it you're here because you are in some way a hero what put you on this path i i, I don't know if i would say hero but that's very generous thank you i the snail folk in in general we we're, we're kind of networked in a, in a way. Um, networked. Do you mean like, uh, you know, you guys all share the same newspaper or <laughs> neural link or. Uh, wow. Those are, those are some, some interesting ways to look at that. No, it's, it's, I've, I've heard it called a uh, hive mind by, by some, but um, we're not, we're, we're not mindless. We don't, we don't uh, take orders or share common motivations consciousness. or consciousness. Yes. Uh, but we're, we're kind of, um, we're kind of knit, knit together uh, in a way in our minds. And so, so we, we collectively kind of share part of our consciousness, I think is probably a good way to look at that. So we have a lot of um, ways to tap into memories, into other snail folk and what's happening across the canopy. And, and so people who are adventuring and, and hoping to make a difference often seek us out. Oh, so you guys are the, the the hero life. You don't choose the hero life. The hero life chose you, huh? Sure, yeah. That, that, that's certainly a way to look at it, I suppose, yes. Right on. Well, if the heroes are the ones seeking you out uh, with your collection of knowledge, I guess, do you leave to go on these adventures? Or do they just sort of come to you, you help out, and then what happens, happens? Um, a, a little of both. I, I I end up consulting quite a few people. Uh, giving feedback, reaching out into the knit for for people. Um, I I certainly am not one to get into a lot of uh, into a gauntlet or or any kind of combat. You know that is certainly not my taste. But but I've I've traveled and I've I've spent time with various groups of, of people. Yeah, a hero consultant. That's a 
That's a pretty neat title. I'd say that's it's pretty good. You mentioned the knit. Is that the name of the connecting network? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, right on. So you said you you have gone on adventures where you've left. Mm-hmm. And any any one of note, anyone that stands out that you'd like to let our listeners know a little more about? Hmm. I I guess I'm 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 balking at what your listeners would uh would consider of note. <laughs> uh I think I think most of what I've done has been to come to places where there is some sickness um sickness in in a sense of of uh of the spirit or or a, a magical sickness um mm. and been able to kind of reach out and and uh probe the net for answers to sense things to uh snail folk are are i think largely by nature of the knit very in tuned to energies of the mind uh and and of the spirit and so oftentimes we're able to detect things others can't or to gain insights that others can't. So um, I think a lot of traveling to these sorts of places where darkness has a hold uh, and finding ways to, to eradicate it. Wow. That's a pretty neat inherent ability. You know, pardon me if this is probing a little too far, but are there snail folk that maybe don't embrace this gift if i may be so bold as to call it that as Mm -hmm. others yes um there's there's a certain responsibility is probably a good way to look at it uh to being part of the knit again people seek you out um we're certainly each individuals but there is that sense of connectedness um i think it's 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 almost like the feeling of like an overbearing family is probably Mm something that might make sense to you of, of having an extended network of, of uh, people interested in your well-being and what's happening. And, and some, some, especially in the younger generations, uh, do, do not respond to that as well. And so they've, we call it cutting themselves off from the knit where they've, they've uh, I hate to use the term freed themselves because I don't consider it any more free, but they've, they've removed themselves from that connection um, deliberately, yes. Is there a way to come back once you've removed yourself? That's a good question. I I don't know that I've ever heard of it happen. Oh, really? They they don't just in their older age miss the family bond and come back. It's They do sometimes, but usually when they leave it's to join the rest of of um our societies to kind of fit in more. Um so if they return it's usually visits and it's spending time physically rather than all right well there's a there's a beauty in that as well yeah not not every lifestyle is cut out for everybody so they're they're always welcome back we never we don't shun people who are cut off from the net or anything like that they're no less people than yeah right on you mentioned that uh you're often sought out Mm -hmm. do you i guess you seem pretty open to it is it ever an inconvenience is there ever a time when is there a time where you've regretted being the one that wants to be sought out mm. or needs to be sought out? There have certainly been times that it's been an inconvenience. A lot of knocks on the door during dinner or, or uh, you know, when I have other commitments. But in terms of regret, that's a difficult thing to gauge when you have certain responsibilities from the gifts that you're given. Um, I would say that I do not regret having access to that or the help that I've given, but I, I know probably many do. 
All right. Knocks on the door during dinner. That seems a little specific. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. My my most recent encounter certainly happened uh, at an inconvenient time. The last party that visited me. Yes. Um, but I, I was happy to help. Um, luckily, my my partner is very patient. <laughs> what I guess what was this party looking for? What was so urgent that dinner needed to be interrupted? There's some concerning events happening uh, in the the canopy at the moment. Yes, that that uh, we're uh, in the process of of trying to learn more about. Interesting. Do you mind if I? You don't mind. Uh sharing about what these events could be what maybe what you told them what they've learned mm -hmm. um sure yeah i i absolutely don't mind sharing i we don't have much at the moment uh the party in question had had encountered a, a great darkness um this is we're, we're coming up on on uh, the winter solstice this it's the darkest day of the canopy it's it's Typically what we see is that things get a little dark, things get a little dire around this time of year. The the darker side of, of the magical energies um, tend to be kind of an incoming tide during this time, but it seems like it's worse than it has been uh, in, in quite a few years. So they, they had some questions about it. Uh, I have personal concerns that this is a, a much greater darkness than we typically see. Um, it, it it seems similar to many many great great darknesses that have happened in our our past as as I probe the knit. Given that your your previous answers, you're more of an information source. So I imagine the actual tackling of the darkness, you have to trust the adventurers to kind of do that end of it. Yes, uh, typically that's the the dynamic. Um, I, I I have concerns about their abilities in this particular situation not not concerns about about the party's abilities necessarily but about the um the magnitude of the task at hand hmm. adventuring parties take on a lot of different uh shapes and forms hmm. in the various you know worlds and realities uh if you wouldn't mind giving me kind of a description of this adventuring party i know you are snail folk and it may you make it sound like there are other types of folks around. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Would you mind giving me maybe a little bit of what this most recent adventuring party consisted of? Sure, they, it, it was a small group. Um, we we had a I believe his name was Bernie, um, a, a bear folk, a, a larger fellow. Um, he seemed to be a, a little bit of a mystic. Mystics uh, are, are one of the main practitioners and magic um in the canopy they he uh seemed very interested there was um i believe the closest term for you would be sasquatch of a, a large hairy fellow um ramage uh another visionary like like myself um one who's who's linked with the mind and, and spirit um and then uh, uh peter a small uh fox person who uh I believe is a, is a healer of some kind. They they all seem very very magically inclined, very uh, very concerned about the goings on. I, I I I would not have taken them for adventurers personally, <laughs> compared to what I normally see. Um, but they seemed very concerned about what was going on, and and certainly wanted to help. And and I 
I think they may just be capable of it. Magic and mysticism in Canopy, is that pretty common? Mm-hmm. Or is this just happen to be, you know, when there's a dark energy force, you got to fight it with, with the tools you know how? I, it's, it's, it's fairly common. Um, I say it's fairly prevalent to have some, some level of, uh, of magic. Um, I, I think the people who are interested in furthering their skills and furthering their, their abilities in the mystic or visionary arts are the ones who tend to go on adventures and tend to be very interested in the world at large. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, if you don't mind backtracking just a little bit, you mentioned mm-hmm. that these adventurers interrupted dinner. Was it your own dinner or was it, do you have a uh, family? Do you have I do, yes. guests? Did you mind telling me a little bit about your family, if you don't mind? Yeah, I, I have my, my partner and, and our child. Um, we've been together many years, very, very patient. <laughs> uh, yes, and, and we, were, we were sitting down to dinner when, when we were interrupted, yes. And your partner is a fellow snail folk? Yes, yes. Our, um, our, our anatomies are, are very different from most of the folks across the canopy, so it would be very rare to find a snail folk partnering with somebody else. Okay. How'd you guys meet? <laughs> I, I like to keep my private life private, if that's all right. I, I, oh, uh, yeah. I offer a lot of help and I have a lot of uh, public access, but I like to keep my family pretty close to the, to the chest. For sure. Yeah. I I can respect that. Absolutely. Looking forward to the future. Mm. Uh, Obviously I'm assuming you are still available and open to adventures seeking out new help, Mm -hmm. but I guess I was going to say that can't last forever, but can it? What, what does settling down look like? for you personally Hmm. or is there settling down do you do you feel a responsibility to help even to your last breath yes that's that's a difficult question it's it's hard to gauge what the the future will will bring um snail folk live to pretty we get very old compared to many in the canopy uh so that can be very very long time i I, I do not think that I could ever turn away from helping others. So with that in mind, do you have an ultimate goal, a success goal, something that you look forward to being completed by the end of your life? Well, in view now is that great darkness, of of course. Um, is that ever something that can be fully vanquished, do you think? Or is this just going to be the, the balance of light versus dark, never ending? I don't know. I, I think that's too heady of a question for one such as myself, but I, I, I would hope so. I, I would hope we could vanquish that. I, I, I guess if we're talking about goals, that may be one of them. Um, I, I doubt, though, that that, that kind of, uh, of evil or darkness will ever truly disappear. I, I think we can squash out particular performers of that evil, but I, I think we'll will constantly fight that. So squash out particular performers of that evil. Yes. Would you say villains even? Or are there, mm. I guess, you know, villain is kind of a, a complicated term. No matter where you look, everybody feels like they're the good guy. But I guess 
What What's your take on that? I don't know that I believe in villains the way that people typically intend that word. I, 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 I don't think there's any great boogeyman. I think there are a lot of forces behind everybody. I, I feel like um, there are conditions that lead to people acting in certain ways. And I think some of those people choose to act in ways that we think of as evil, that we think of as selfish and, and harmful. Um, whether or not those people are villains, I, I don't think that's for me to, to necessarily judge. Hmm. That's a very unique stance. I, I like that. To pull things back maybe a little more into the, the mundane. Sure. Um, and again, with full respect to your personal life, if you choose to uh, refrain from answering, this is going to be very odd, I, I know, but in trying to understand you and the world that you come from, uh, when you're not adventuring, when you don't have adventures on your doorstep, when you're not thinking about, you know, saving the world as it were, what does a day look like for you? Just an average day. And I, I, I certainly don't mind such, such questions as snail folk are unusual, even among the various species of the canopy. So I'm, I'm used to fielding such questions. <laughs> Uh, in terms of, of day-to-day, um, for myself personally and many other snail folk, we tend to live very, very self-sufficient lifestyles. Um, <clears throat> we have a tendency to have, have a difficulty fully integrating in with other species in the canopy um, because of our various differences. So uh, we have a small farm. Uh, we live uh, a little bit outside of the outskirts of Hartvale. And so most of my time is spent uh, farming and tending to our crops and spending time with my family. Oh. It's a simple life. I'm sorry I don't have a more exciting answer for you. I, I mean, the simple life is a good life. It's you know, We're not looking for exciting. The simple life can be exciting in, in its own right. Mm. I think just learning more about you and uh, your world is enough for me anyways. Well, I, I will say then the most most of the people um, in the canopy live in in the city in Hartville and live a very cosmopolitan kind of life for the most part. There aren't a lot. Uh, we, we certainly aren't a world of farmers. And hey, it takes it takes all <laughs> kinds, you know. Mm. Yeah, the farmers, adventurers, mm. uh, consultants. I think there's importance in all those, and I think there's importance in examining how individuals view the world mm. you know trying to get a singular perspective it just doesn't make sense yes well said uh it sounds like you've been pretty open to these so far i do have a couple of uh, audience questions viewer questions okay the purple weasel would like to know what's a snail folk diet like mm. uh a lot of greens a lot of uh that is mainly what we grow on our farm um a lot of cabbages and various other kinds of greens. So it's a vegetarian diet then? Oh, yes. Yes. Right on. Yes. Our our uh, our uh, physiology doesn't really allow for other things. <laughs> Second viewer question. Turducken89 uh, poses uh, kind of two questions. How do you use tools? Do you have hands? <laughs> 
Yes, that's a, that's a question we, we get quite often, a lot of young children viewing us and, and watching how we work. <laughs> uh, no, as, as I stated, we, we, uh, we, we, we have no arms, we have no other kinds of limbs, um, but we do have a very strong visionary capability. Um, psychic, I, I believe is what you might call it. Uh, Telekinetic. Yes. Using your mind to interact with the physical world? Yes. Um, for most of us, uh, it is fairly weak, but um, strong enough to use tools and to affect the world immediately around us. Um, some, some of course, train this. Um, there, there are snail folk that are combatants, you know, combatants that have uh, trainings in, in fighting and such things and can use swords and, and the like. But, um, but no, generally, we, we just... Uh, have enough of that power to affect the world around us that we can use tools, even if they are meant for hands. Uh, to piggyback off of that question a little bit, you had mentioned that some of the other adventurers, you know, it was a small fox folk and a bear folk sizes, I guess, mm. are snail folk uh, anthropomorphic, much like the other inhabitants of Canopy? Are they smaller in size? I mean, obviously, mm. you know, there are even amongst uh, a species, larger and smaller folks, but do they mm. kind of track with what one might imagine a bear and a snail looking like? Right. Um, the people of, of Canopy have, have a, a wide variance. Uh, there's a large portion of our history that's missing, but um, we do know that, for example, from a bear folk to a bear folk, one may be much more uh, upright, much slimmer versus one that is much more bestial in appearance. Um, so there, there, there's a there's a wide variance even among species, as you've as you've interesting hazard a guess. Um, snail folk generally we we sit probably about usually between four to five feet tall at the top of our shell when we're fully grown. Um, but again, there's variance among that. Um, for whatever reason, we have been quite resistant to the uh, anthropomorphize, I, I believe is the word you used. Um, we, we have not, for, for whatever reason, went down that path. Um, we, all, we all very much look like our, our tiny snail brethren. <laughs> oh, oh, right on. Well, this was a very good interview. Thank you so much for your time. I hope I didn't yes. interrupt your dinner for no. this one. <laughs> Uh, thank you. You're too kind. Thank you for listening to my interview with Audra. He's a character from the mind of Kylan Small, the mastermind behind the intro and outro music of this podcast. If you like the music that's being played over my voice right now, then please go check out their music on Spotify and YouTube under the artist Sasquatch number 13. That's Sasquatch number sign 13. Also, please check the podcast description for a link to their digital business card. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And if you'd like to connect with me or other like-minded adventurers, check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash fantasy talk show. That's facebook.com slash fantasy talk show. Talk to you soon.